The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water, Earth, Human Mission, and a Healthier Planet. I'm Sharon Kleina. We're soon going to be starting our fourth year in March, and we have had over 360 guests all diversified into directions of life-threatening water wars around the world. We've been in Holland and in Kenya and around the world and concerning ourselves with what is happening with those 5,000 children a day that are dying and their mothers are carrying water from distances and their ankles are broken, their backs are broken, uh, their uh, wrists are broken, but they're still carrying that life-surviving water. But the children are still dying around the world, 5,000 children a day. And we had a guest on at one point, a young student from New Jersey, who believed in raising money for tube wells. And I want to get behind that, and you're going to be hearing more about that here soon. Uh, We also are concerned about the health issues, because the air is getting drier. And you know that moisture in the air you don't see, they call it a humidity, but you don't have that inside indoors because of forced air heating and cooling and insulated windows and walls. And concerning indoors, it's very dry. But you walk outside, there's not as much as there used to be, the moisture in the air, because the surface of the waters, the fresh waters, are not putting enough moisture in the air as we once had. So the air is getting drier, and dehydration of the body starts at birth, but it's getting, you need that moisture in the air for the organism to breathe and and detoxify and be flexible and and uh, live a healthier life. And I'm hoping you're willing to learn more about that. Uh, we're also doing interviews with global lead- leaders and physicians and authors of books, and we could go on and on and on, a fascination. So when you're going into the Sharon Klein Hour, Power of Water, look up the show that might be a favor to you at the time. The subjects vary. The people are committed to what they're doing. We've had... Felipe Gosto on. We've had Kurt Worthridge, Ph.D., uh, who has been a Nobel Prize winner. Uh, we've had uh, Hassan Shazada from Ph.D. with African Drought, Deek Dijon from Holland, Steve Solomon, who's the author of Water Wars. Uh, we've had um, doctors on about, oh, the doctor that is so exciting, Cantrell, about the China study, about a diet that is coming on with research. We're wanting to learn more about what is, how can we slow the dehydration, how can we fight the diseases, and learn how to live with the earth, because it's not going to learn to live with us. We need to learn to live with it. The world is asking us to listen to each other and learn. You can come to the SharonKleinaHour.com, to the SharonKleinaHour.com, 
com area and, and ask questions. But here we're going to get more aggressive here now from now on to get you to participate and wanting you to join us. The guests are committed. The guests are fabulous. We've had four years of, of understanding who are around the world. We can learn more. I want you to listen very closely to today's show. I have found out about Todd Blossom. Todd lives in Connecticut. Todd has 13,000 square feet of, of, uh, I'm sorry, I'm losing my, because I was thinking about his suitcase gardening too. He has 13,000 square feet of greenhouses. And I was very excited about greenhouses because I think our economy could be turned around with what he's thinking. But he's also invented the suitcase gardener, he's calling it, and learning how to grow some of those favorite sprouts and and vegetables indoors for your favorite salads and and, uh, just prick away at them and enjoy your indoor gardening. And, you know, did you know that puts moisture in the air too? So we're going to take a moment with our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only method, did you know at the surface of each eye you have a tear film? And the tear film has an aqueous layer, the water layer. Did you know that Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only method to supplement the moisture level necessary for the tear film every day? Handheld, just a mist, brings back the color to cosmetics, it doesn't drip softens the crow's feet, but it's doing something for the tear film that doctors all over the world are meeting with the Tear Film Society where they're discussing that tear film is causing a lot of problems with dry air because of the dryness of the eye, which leads to potential blindness. We'll listen to Nature's Tears I Missed, and we'll be right back with Todd Blossom. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Todd, are you with us? Yes, hello. It's nice to have you today. Thank you, Sharon. Todd, uh, you and I, I was very excited about hearing more about. The entrepreneur side of you, you have 13,000 square feet of greenhouses? Correct. And uh, you are an inventor and you're an ecologist. 
um, and you're into hydroponics. Yes, and, and, and above more. gardening. But tell me, where do you live? I'm right near the capital of Connecticut, Hartford, Connecticut. It's the the fourth poorest city and the richest state in the country. Okay, and what's the name of that city? It's it's right on the border of Hartford, the capital. It's uh, Wilson. It's a little fire district. Oh, Wilton. W- Wilson. Wilson, because I've been to Connecticut many times. I used to go to New Canaan all the time. So you're over, okay, you're in Wilson. Yeah, I, I call my little piece of wood in the hood, because I'm right on the border next to the river and the Keeney Park, and I can catch the bus and such. Okay, and probably catch the train. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, you are, tell us how you, why did you get involved in uh, gardening, uh, especially you're into it, enormous uh, a, a, an extensive amount of gardening and the 13,000 square feet of green, greenhouses. What are you growing and how did you get started? Well, I, I guess I started as a child when we had a little family garden and I couldn't believe that tiny seed grew into all these beautiful plants and yeah. fed us. Yeah. And what I've learned is uh, I break it down to saying our nature is nurture. Uh-huh, that's true, that's and, true. And so, you know, we help, we nurture nature, nature nurses us because we're a part of it. Definitely not man against nature, that's ridiculous. Well, you know, it's like I've said, Todd, about living with the world, with the earth. You know, uh, we've had the head uh, of United Nations concerning water and, and the U.S. Geological Survey and NASA on, and, and we're all thinking, you know, we've got to learn to look, look at earth as if we're, we're living here with the earth and how do we learn to live with it? And you're saying that you like the idea of when you were little of noticing that little tiny seed that could grow up and be something if you nurtured and loved it as much as you love the value of your own life on this planet. Yeah, now, and, tell and I've me, enjoyed seeing it uh, grow deeper, how, how deeper. closely we, we are. To, we're very related to the plants. Oh, we are. In fact, I've had... Uh, organic farmers that had 4,000 acres back in uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, and they've all said the same thing, that the earth is alive, the, earth, the soil is alive. People don't realize that we, they think we're alive. Well, the soil is alive also, and the seed you're talking about can nurture and live. Well, I like to think that every breath we take and every move we make comes from our green friends. Oh, it is. It has to be. The oxygen and the energy, you know, the carbohydrates. Nitrogen. Uh-huh. It's, it's come from our green friends. I mean, we're in it together. We're in it together. And, you know, we're learning, you know, our forefathers knew about gardening. Uh, they, everybody had a garden. Everybody had a pantry before they talked about frozen food. Mm-hmm. Um, but tell us about, before we move into your entrepreneur side of you, tell us about what you're growing in those 13,000 square feet of greenhouses. Well, I, I look for what's missing. You know, here in the Northeast, you know, 95% of our produce, you know, our vegetables, fruits come from, you know, the far corner of the continent, like California and such. And so it, it's very interesting because we like sweet things because, not because God's stupid or we're evil, it's because when the fruit is sweet, it's ripe and the seeds will grow. So we're nurturing nature by helping spread the seeds. And vegetables are a little more difficult because they have to be very young, immature, and very fresh and growing abundantly. Mm-hmm. And so when you have a greenhouse, you're able to do that, have that fresh abundance, you know, right there, you know, in your home or you're in your your neighborhood. Now, you're growing it for uh, uh, other people. Uh, I'm assuming you're selling what you're growing in your greenhouse now. 
yeah, other people and myself, my family. I, I uh-huh. sell to all the restaurants and the okay. the, the, the uh, you know, uh, excuse me, the grocery stores and uh-huh. whatever I have left, I give to soup kitchens. Okay, you know, I'm going to say something. Um, uh, about Walmart. Uh, Walmart has had, uh, a lot of people have their outlook, but did you know that Walmart is wanting to start buying produce closer to their Walmarts and different foods so they're not coming from so far? And I think the audience should realize what Todd is doing is exactly what the experts that will call it as the world are learning and research, Todd, that the food should not be brought so far away. We're having to do too much to preserve it and uh, keep it from be- being contaminated by bringing it so far away. It needs to be fresher. It needs to be closer to home. So when you're selling it, uh, now what are you growing inside of your greenhouses? What types of uh, vegetables? Well, well, everything, you know, from sprouts to shoots, which are just a little beyond sprouts where they have some green, mm-hmm. and, you know, baby greens, mm-hmm. um, a lot of bib lettuce I sell with the roots on it. Okay. So, so I'm not actually, you know, picking them. You know, I'm just okay. You know, you, know, you can go into Costco, and we're getting these little uh, plastic uh, with those. What you're talking about? Those uh, you call them bib lettuces? Yeah, the, the butter bib, Boston. And they've got the root still at the bottom. Yes, so they're still alive. So they're not dying; they're living. Now, can a person plant those by chance? Yes, you you pick the outer leaves. Oh my! And, and then plant, you know, the, what's left, and it'll keep growing for you. Yeah. Can you plant those indoors? Absolutely, indoors, outdoors. Okay, we're going to get into that today. Okay, so when you're going in, I've noticed them at Costco, uh, that you can buy these. They come in a very attractive, it's a very attractive appearing container over in their produce area, and they're coming, those uh, types of greens, uh, bib greens you're calling them. Uh, I never thought about You could put them in a pot in your home in the right spot, put a little uh, uh, something for humidity around them, and maybe grow them in the house. Yeah, absolutely. You, you don't really have to, you know, cover them because the plants leave by uh, breathe by air moving past them. Okay. Well, we're coming closer to why I had you on today also. Now, uh, in your greenhouse, are you growing, by chance, arugula? Absolutely. One of my favorites. Isn't it funny? Where did it come from, Todd? Arugula. I mean, I started buying arugula about a year ago. And I have my favorite thing every day I have to have, Todd. Uh, I have my spinach I have uh, in my bowl. I put a little spinach, a little bit of uh, spring uh, reddish tone greens, uh, and then I have my arugula. And, I'm, uh, and I often wondered, where was I? I never saw arugula in my community until a year ago. Mm. How long has it been out there? It's been there for a long time. You know, arugula is the Italian word for it. And it, it's just wonderful because it has a, a very nutty flavor. It does. And a little bit spicy, a little bit, little bit of heat. It has a flavor. And the flowers are just beautiful, four leaves, and you can see a purple vein in them. They're small flowers. Well, some, ha- some have a purple vein, and some have a, a lighter color of green that are very uh, spoked uh, and look in the leaf. And then they have the others that are a darker green that are not as spoked at the leaf. Uh, um, so, but which one are you growing? I, I do the ones that I mostly pick them before they go to flower because that's okay, when they're starting to get mature and they slow okay. down the you know the leaf growth. And okay. so I do cut and come again. So, and you know I deliver them the uh-huh. same day, so I you know just cut them and they grow back again and for a while. And then I have another crop after you know they don't last forever that way. 
Now, when you're cutting your greens like that, how long does it take them to grow back when you're cutting them down and, and they're want, you're wanting them to encourage them to grow again? What, how well, long does it take? Well, the, depending on the time of year, you know, in the summer, you know, one week, in the winter, two weeks. Okay. Every, in the summer, every week, in the winter, every two weeks. Correct. Okay. Now, uh, we're moving to your inventions, and I need to share with you something. Um, several, about two years ago, I had Robert Cantrell on, and I'd heard about his, uh, he had written a book called uh, Out, Outpacing the Competition and Patenting Your Businesses. And I thought, you know, I'd like to have Robert on about patenting future of nature's products so that people could get a protection while they're trying to be entrepreneurs, inventors. So I had Robert on, and we talked about, and I said, Robert, wouldn't it be something if somebody could patent indoor gardening? And here I have you on today. Um, you are the entrepreneur, inventor of what's called the suitcase gardener. Tell us about it. Well, it, it's, a, it's, you know, for many years I was growing, and then I realized, why should I have all the fun? And so I invented a way so everybody can do the same thing. Uh-huh. As I would do talks, I'd make different portable units, and I figured one that's very self-contained. because kind of like it has two arches in it, kind of like a basket handles, and you can just take them apart and and you know just ship it anywhere. And you know, mm-hmm. so I give free shipping, and I, I charge like 150, and there's you know over 100 of them out there. Uh-huh. And you know, you can be in a wheelchair in a one-room apartment moving next week, and you can still have your own garden. Now, to, uh, describe that suitcase. Well, yeah, it, it, what does it look like? It, well, it, it's similar in size and shape to a suitcase. It's <clears throat> it's a long. It's like a a tub. It's like um one of those storage bins, and then it has two trays on it where you you know you grow most of the plants, and then it's got the two arches like like handles which the plants can grow up, and you can also put lights on there and adjust the height of the light as the plants mm-hmm. grow. And what type of lighting do you use? Well, I'm trying to get the LEDs, but they're still a bit costly. But so I use the thin fluorescent bulbs and, of course, the window. I put it in the window or out in the porch. Yeah. And, you know, if, if I have to put it in a window, I just put one light on the back side and let the sun shine in from the, you know, window side. Mm-hmm. Well, they do sell in uh, electrical um, stores uh, lights for, uh, let's say, a sun, sunlight for the home indoors or certain. Would that be the type of light that our listeners would think about? Well, it's, it's, that's not necessary. That's a fancy kind. If you're, you're interested oh. in flowering, you know, you might go to the extra expense. But, you know, you're just supplementing the natural daylight. The, mm-hmm. the more inexpensive fluorescent bulbs are, are just fine. Oh, okay. Okay, fluorescent bulbs. And, uh, okay, and how many did you, would you suggest? Well, I mean, if you're growing a closet, you'd, you'd need quite a number of them. I just do one, you know, two bulb um, when I put it in the window. If you in a particular window. Yeah, just like a shop light. And of and course, it has to be in a window somewhere to make it uh, be able to uh, be able to attract to the natural lighting, also. Well, it, it's something you want to show off when you come home to it. It's, it's a little bit like coming home to a warm hearth, except it's green. <laughs> you, you see that through the window, yeah, you, you know you're home. Yeah, I I am I have, I will tell you, listeners. Uh, when I talked to Todd, I just was in heaven because I I could see through uh, Todd for the several months, and I've been studying nutrition for over forty years, and. I've been into water research for over 30-odd years, and I could see in the last few years our movement and our culture, our society is getting more vain, and, and I'm saying vain. Let's, it's time we got vain about our life that we're living on this earth, everyone. 
don't be embarrassed about who you want to be, what you want, and how you want to feel. How you feel is so important to how you live and how you are with other people around you. Well, I was noticing that our produce departments, Todd, were getting much more, I'm going to sound corny, blossoming. (laughs) Todd blossoms. I'm used to it. (laughs) (laughs) I was born that way. Listeners, Todd's last name, if you probably heard, is Blossom. Anyway, uh, it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger, our produce department. Well, that's, that's, always the, that's always the showcase. That's the first thing you go into the store is you go to the produce department because it's just the natural beauty. I mean, well, it's beautiful, and it makes you feel fresh, and it makes you feel natural. And uh, we're going to have to take a moment with our sponsor, Todd. Don't you okay. go away, and I'll be right back. But I'll have to tell you real quickly what I said to my husband this weekend. I was doing a lot of studying, and I actually didn't go anywhere. I had studied, and it seemed strange, and he said, you didn't go anywhere. And I said, no, I missed, Todd, my nutrition shopping, because every time I go out to purchase our nutrition for the week, the diet that we must have for that week to think about, uh, I, I just love the therapy of going into the stores and looking at what they've got new in there and what what how they're expanding to more varieties and what they've already had that maybe are getting uh, in a different look to me and I'm noticing them differently. But it's time, Todd, that people like you were noticed. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show today because you have a way of people's lives to think about how exciting it is to be alive and live and eat with nature. Don't go away, Todd. We're going to be right back with you, and I want to hear more about what you're going to teach us. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only all-natural moisture for uh, misting the eyes. Did you know that your eyes are like the nature of your food and and the seed? It needs water. It needs natural water. No added ingredients, no chemicals, no compounds, just the water. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with Just a Mist, and we'll be right back with Todd Blossom. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Todd, I wanted to ask you when you, um, 
we have been right now, you've been raising an, over 13,000 square feet in your greenhouse for many uh, of the restaurants and, and yep. grocery stores and probably farmers market type uh, locations to sell. For decades. Uh, pardon? For decades. For over a decade. Now you've decided to invent the suitcase gardener. And I'm convinced of something. I think our economy in this country would turn around if we got into understanding more about our agriculture. In the United States of America, we have 50 states. And I've said to everybody, let's just look at them as 50 little countries. Our forefathers were very genius. In each state, they could begin to produce close to home uh, the way they used to do way back in time, uh, different types of of produce and wheat and whatever is needed to be available to what we eat every day to make us healthy. I think it's time that people started thinking about our agriculture. Uh, it will it generate an enormous amount of income. I've had organic farmers on here that only had four inches of rain in their crow, knowing the crops, hmm. because they were learning how to do it with what they had available based on rototilling the soil by season, creating a heat from the soil to bring attraction from the humidity, the moisture level from uh, the night when it comes, the moon when it comes, and more. Tell us about what you've been learning about hydroponics, hydronics, um, to use for above-the-ground gardening. Well, it's very efficient in the use of water because it recirculates the water. And, you know, instead of draining down into the groundwater, it, it just goes back up again, and it you know mixes the oxygen in with it, so that the roots are very bright, you know, white, and, and grow very, very wonderfully. And it it uses I don't know I forget the number I think it's like uh, eight times less water than conventional uh, agriculture does. Now is that a drip system? Well, the, the garden I have, you can use all different types of hydroponics. You can use a drip system. You can use a, just a steady flow called a nutrient film, with just like a eighth of an inch layer on the bottom, or you can do a misting, or you can actually float the plants on the surface of the water, like the ancient Aztecs have done. Okay, okay. you said a lot right there. Let's back up to one. Okay, okay. our ancient Aztecs, Aztecs floated uh, the plant on how deep of water? On, on lakes. It's <clears throat> they're called champanias, and, and they would just you know, sit on the shore and plant like on a, on a raft, and they would, you know, harvest and then plant the same raft and just, you know, float it on down into onto the lake. So you're saying a lot. So they planted the plants on a raft? Yeah, so made of earth, you know, with wood around uh, frame. And, and a raft means it's floating? Yep. Okay, and then they put the floating raft that had the plants on the raft uh, with a how deep a soil did, you, did they put on there? Well, it's usually only about, um, say, six inches of, of soil. Oh, fat. oh, gosh. And then did the, the roots go down through the soil into the water below? Oh, yeah. The, the roots would be dangling below as well. Yeah. Oh, how fascinating. Okay. Then we came forward, and uh, we started doing what later? Well, you know, we've kept on trying to, you know, we moved out of the uh, Garden of Eating in Paradise, and we would carry seeds with us, and then we discovered when they got wet, they started to sprout, and we find they're easier to eat than, you know, trying to chew up and grind up the hard seeds. Uh-huh. And, and as we, <clears throat> we learned that the good food you don't have to fix. You know, if it's really fresh and, and raw, you don't have to cook it. You don't have to, you know, it's, it's already ready to eat. It has a, a flavor to it if you get it at, what, it's still infant, it, it, at its infancy. 
Yeah, it, it's extremely nutritious. I mean, we find if everything like for cancer, like broccoli sprouts uh-huh. are incredibly uh, helpful to you know avoid or defeat cancer. Uh huh. Now, tell us about uh, the hydroponics. Let's say a person's got a garden uh, that they're growing. What would you recommend, a drip system with a little bit of misting? Well, well, well what I do is I use a very, it's a you know, magnetic drive uh, water pump so that it uses very little electricity. And I find it's easier just to let the motor run and not stopping and starting it, and that adds complications to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a drip system. Well, you could you could do it as a drip, but I do it as as a flow because I enjoy you know the sound of the water and the light play of the sparkling water, okay. you know, dripping over edges, and it's it's okay. very very soothing. And this is in your greenhouses. Yeah, in my greenhouse, my front porch, and people's <laughs> bedrooms. You know. <laughs> no wonder you and I, re- uh, I had um, a um, karma with you. I have water sounds all th- in my house in my office building, I mean, um, and I live on a river, the famous Rogue River. It's right in front of my yard. Um, okay, let's talk, go back so our audience can listen to this carefully. Now, in your greenhouse, or let's say it's an above-the-ground garden outside, you have built a system of a constant movement of a dripping system, though, a system, and maybe it's not dripping, but it's a constant motion of, uh, of the uh, plants. Or are they heightened above the water uh, canal? Let's say you have a canal. I'm, I'm p- trying to follow you because you know so much. We're going to lose out on all that you want to teach us. Well, well we, we have a, a tub which has two trays on it which are above the water. Okay. And then I have a little, uh, like a spaghetti tube which, you know, outflows a stream of water, constant, you know, gentle stream of water. Okay. And, and that coats the bottom of the trays. And you can have, you know, clay balls or earth or whatever you want in there. And, and so the, the roots just kind of grow right into the soil or okay, in the yeah. water and <clears throat> just enjoy that oxygenated water. Okay, now when you go to then, okay, I'm following you. So you did what the Aztecs did. You're growing your uh, produce. In, in the water. Yes, yeah, it's, it's I mean, a little bit more like the, the, the Okay, let me uh, see if I can follow you. You're okay. my teacher. I'm the, I'm the student. I'm going to ask some questions here. Uh, you have your, your soil up higher, but below your soil you have uh, water. And the root of your plants are down in the water, whereas the plant is growing up above the soil. Yes, the, the, ah. the water is flowing on the bottom of the tray where, okay. where, where the soil is. And, of course, the soil soaks some of the water up, so the roots are growing all throughout the, you know, the soil or clay balls or however you want to do it. What do you, what's a clay ball? Well, you know, clay is very good at holding onto ions of different minerals. Okay. And the plants don't actually eat the soil, but they drink the soil water. Right. So, so the minerals dissolved in the water is what the plants are nourished by. All right. Where would you find clay balls in the nursery? Yeah, they're, they're, they're you know, produced all over. You can make your own, I suppose. <laughs> okay. You know so much, and we're going to have you on again. Now, uh, let's say a person is going to cut off the produce. Are you using uh, scissors to cut it off so you don't disturb that root going down into the water? Yeah, I, when, I, when I do, you know, larger scale, I do use uh, scissors. When I do it, you know, on my front porch, I just use my thumbnail. 
and pinch yeah. off the larger leaves, anything the size of your but tongue. But you don't want to disturb that root because you don't want to have, uh, bite, pull, pull it up. You don't, you don't want to pull on it at all uh, so that root is disturbed down in the water. Right. I just let it keep growing. Okay. So, and that's why the produce come back in the summer, it comes back in a week, and then the winter comes back in two weeks. Yeah, yeah that, that's when you use the scissors and cut down the, the smaller leaves even. But if I do it by hand with just pinching them off, I leave the smaller leaves, and so it comes back even more quickly than that. Wow. Now, what about, what, now, what, tell me what kinds of uh, green, what kind of uh, produce could we be growing? How, 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 tell me some of the varieties. Well, it, it's, it's almost endless. I keep coming up with new things. Like oh, the I latest. know, but just start out here because we're going to have you on again. I don't think I could ever learn enough. Well, my, my most recent favorite has been leeks because they have a little combination of you know, onion and garlic, and they're very green, and the leaves will grow you know, three feet long. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I, I pluck a leaf, and then I use the scissors to, you know, like chiffonade or whatever into whatever I'm eating. And one of the best things is watercress because that's known watercress. all over the world. It grows mm-hmm. only in water. And you could just throw a bunch of watercress into one of my gardens, go away for a month, and come back and just harvest Oh my! And then what? Uh, and then what about the sprouts that we're hearing that are so good for us? Uh, what about sprouts? Well, what I like to do is I get one of those uh, egg carton trays, you know, the, and put different seeds in, in each little, you know, egg place, and then they all grow and they and they sprout, you know, a little different pace. And as soon ah. as they shed their shell, you know, they're just they're ready to eat. And sometimes I let them grow a little longer so they get some green on them too, because. I, I find that to be, you know, it's almost like a different plant in a way, but it is, it's very delicious. And the green is important to us because what makes our blood red and what makes plants green are the same molecules, except that we have iron and they have magnesium in the center of that molecule. Did you know I had a, uh, a guest on recently that her whole topic was magnesium? Oh, magnesium is very important. It, she it, said that's it, something we've all forgotten about, and I was just fascinated about what she had been learning. Because yeah, when we fertilize commercially, they go to the 510-5 fertilizer. If they have a fourth number, that would be magnesium. So that's kind of like the short stave in the barrel that's missing. Okay, tell us about the other five, uh, the other four. Well, there's nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus. Okay. And, and, and those we commonly fertilize. So those nitrogen is really the only organic uh, nutrient because all the others are simply minerals. But nitrogen, you know, comes in the forms of, of nitrates and, you know, urea and it's, you know, basic for protein, and 80% of the air we breathe is nitrogen. Now, that's an interesting one. I'm sure our guests that are listening, and this is going to be one of their favorite shows, I'm sure. I want to ask you, when, you're, when you have your organic farming going, uh, you've, you've been, you're an inventor, you're oh, entrepreneurish with this. What do you do for, let's say, you have bugs and insects and whatever? What do you do? Well, first you learn about the insects because, you know, if a healthy plant, it, it doesn't, insects don't bother them much. Mm-hmm. And if you have a balanced ecosystem, you'll have, uh, like, I will spray uh, fungus that will attack, like, aphids because aphids is my, the biggest problem I have. When you, when you spray fungus, explain that to your classroom here. Well, well, well the, the, the fungus will, you know, kind of eat the aphids. Well, what is the fungus? What, what, what is it called? I mean, you know, you call it fungus, but when you go to purchase what you want to per, uh, buy to spray, what's it called? I, I forget now. They have a, a bunch of different uh, names for it, but it's readily available. So you, know, you any, go any and bio, for, I biological a, control. A, I want to have a spray, fu- a, a fungus spray. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and also I use uh, ladybugs, which mm-hmm. are a lot of fun. That's the yeah, most endearing creature. Yeah, we've heard about ladybugs. 
Yeah. And lace wings and uh, um, there, there's some others. I'm trying to remember what the, all the other ones. But basically, if, the, if a healthy plant will not be bothered much by disease, just like a healthy human, we don't get sick much. Well, yeah, and uh, especially if you're drinking eight to ten glasses of water, Todd, which I hope you are. Are you drinking eight to ten glasses of water a day? Oh, yes, I, I enjoy water very much. I'm a water bearer, an aquarium. Uh, well, I, Todd, I knew what you were going to say, but I needed the audience to hear. <laughs> no, it, it's a, especially if you can get some good, clean water. Oh, gosh. People don't realize that, you know, uh, I'm always tired, and I, and I drink eight to ten glasses of water, but if I added an extra couple of glasses a day, I might not be as tired because I work all day and I study all the time and, I'm trying to eat the proper nutrition and, and get the proper rest and all these things. But, and you're right, I'm not getting enough exercise. I know that, Todd. <laughs> but uh, back to uh, uh, drinking water. Uh, now, we're talking about our lifestyle, our change. And, you know, we're listening to all the communications all over the world. I would do anything with uh, an approach of what are, where I'm coming from on this show and more happening, the people take it serious that the water of the earth is number one priority for the environment. It's number one issue. It should be where the, all of our investment, our energy, and our crusade, our mission should be. The other one should be what we're eating, Todd. It is so important. You are what you eat. And there's only one health plan, really. It's fresh air. Fresh food, fresh water, and good work. And exercise. Good work. That's part of the work, yep. Yeah, I sit behind the desk too much. But well, that's a different kind of work, too, because your brain can use like 25% of your energy. Oh, I know it. Ask me why I'm tired. Because <laughs> my background has been in research for over 30 years, and I, I zeroed into dehydration, Todd. I have this thing about the day you were born, and... When you entered in the air you breathe in that delivery room, I decided somebody better take it serious because the baby is naked with no water and the baby's dehydrating from moment to leaving our planet called death. And there's diseases in the way. There's energy that needs to be used. There's, uh, there's a, an excitement that needs to be understood. And um, then I got into hydration and, and um, hydrotherapy and studying that with a human life. Well, it's, it's, it's very, very crucial. I mean, one of the things that my water gardens do is, besides hearing the water, you know, the plants transpire water and some water evaporates. And that, that's why people go. get sick in the winter because the air is too dry. That's right. We need that moisture in the air. You know, I have a canary below my office with a little fountain, or like a little creek that we made. And uh, I know that the and I have a lot of plants in there, and we move them outdoors on all the porches in the in the spring and the summer, bring them back in in early October. But I find that that moisture in the air is vital, Todd. We forget about it. Now back to your suitcase gardener. We're going to take a break in a minute, but we're going to learn how to do suitcase gardening before this show's over today. And I do want to have you on with certain topics in the future. Uh, for about 20 minutes to 15 minutes at a time because I want to learn more about when you're, when you're building that garden and soil up and you have a flowing water or a water below and, and, uh, what, where the roots are touching, we need to learn, like if we're living in areas where there's insects, now we learn we spray a fungus. But 
we're going to have to learn uh, before the shows are today, what are you doing if the soil is not healthy soil? What are you putting in your soil to make sure it has a healthy soil and we're not using uh, fertilizers of that may be harmful because we want to be organic gardeners. We want to think about what is healthy for us. We recycle. We recycle. Now, when you say recycle, or what, are we, what are you recycling? Well, it, I do a different type of compost. Instead of doing layers and grass clippings and stuff, I use kitchen scraps, and I put it in a bucket, and it's anaerobic digestion. So it turns <laughs> into this black water. What is anaerobic digestion? Yep, it's a, it's a composting without so much air. Okay. And okay, composting without some air. What did I do? Put it in a closet? Well, I, what I do is I put a bucket inside of a bucket, and the top bucket has holes in it, so as it, okay. it liquefies, it drains to the bottom bucket. Then I have a clear tube so I can see the black water, you know, fertilized water accumulate. Okay. Oh, have you, can you teach us? That's one of my inventions. That's one of your inventions. Okay, now, um, when you, you now, what is, that's what you do to keep your soil organically um, alive. I call it a noble composter. Okay, we're going to take another moment with our sponsor, and we're going to come back, and we're going to finish the show by you telling us just what you said. Okay, very good. <laughs> okay, you're full of information, and we'll get everybody to your website. It's we're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature Tears I Missed, with just a mist to also... I, I, I'm just so excited about this show. Thank you, Todd. We're going to, if nature shares eye mist, did you know that 80% of the doctor's visits today are your eyes? Did you know that's the biggest business in the world because your eyes have a, a serious complaint called dry eye? It's because you've lost the moisture, all natural moisture. Nature shares eye mist is the only method of moisturizing your eye, all naturally. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back with Todd. World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Uh, listeners, I want you to know that Todd Blossom and I met recently uh, through the Eco Mall. 
com. And uh, I will say, Todd, I was so excited about this show today. And right now I'm just, I cannot believe how I'm so full of energy to want to learn everything I can. And you probably could never, there's going to be learning more and more all the time. I wanted to have you on for the full hour because I had a feeling, Todd, that your talent and your energy could bring into what's happening in our lives. Uh, Todd, did you know that there's a hu- enormous worldwide research going on, on new- about nutrition and your eyes? And if you're not having the proper nutrition, getting enough dark green vegetables, fresh, raw, into you a day, our eyes are being affected. And in 2030, 35, they expect 35 million people, Todd, to be blind. No, I wasn't every, aware of every four to five seconds on our planet Earth, people are going blind. And there's a, there's a discovery going on that we've known that could be possibly a link to study that sounded almost a few decades ago, oh, my gosh, nutrition. But they're finding <laughs> it's not the whole problem, but it can be an enormous discovery to help solve some of it. Now, I have one doctor, uh, Dr. Philip Payton, who's an ophthalmologist, who's part of my research team. Philip has studied the China uh, study, and if you've ever uh, could get it, the China study is Dr. Cantrell, who believed, after many, many years of research, that nutrition is vital to your everyday health to uh, maybe uh, fight cancer, maybe not uh, get cancer, macular degeneration, other eye diseases, diabetics, rheumatoid arthritis, we could go on. Now, with your background, I bet you could almost say if the plant chokes up and the plant has to be nurtured, uh, there's obviously something going on with the life of our human species uh, because a human species is is an organic running around with uh, an organism that has to breathe, be flexible, digest, and also get those five elements that you were talking about. And we left them behind because we thought that, that everything could be a quick fix, called medicine, uh, have a surgery, uh, go do something, anything other than, uh, than be uh, studying yourself as a person. What makes you feel good is not always going to be, it's going to be medication. And uh, now tell us about today. We only have about 10 minutes left here. I want to hear more about the uh, fungus spray, and the type of soil, because our listeners will think, you know, I'm going to look into this, because this becomes fun. And I know a lot of people that are vegan and vegetarian, and or a balance of, of, of uh, eating a little bit of meat and fish and chicken a, a week, but they're much more into these produces today. And I can almost see many people in, the part, in apartments at Manhattan all over the world wanting to get into what you're selling, the suitcase, I don't want to say the word selling, teaching us what we could purchase, the suitcase gardener. Really get into that with us and how we could do, set that up in our homes. Well, it's really very, very simple. It's, it's, it's don't like, make it sound simple. It, I mean, so simple. What I mean is for you it's simple, but the rest of us need the details. Well, you just basically you open it up, you put the, the hoops on, the arches, and you fill it with water. And now, when then, you say arches, the arches go up kind of like a greenhouse roof looking? Well, it, 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 there, there are two hoops, 
and you can use that to support the light, or you can throw plastic or or uh, screen over it. You know, depending if you're worried about insects, you can keep butterflies inside of it. Or, I mean, it's extremely versatile. <laughs> oh, I knew I'd have a wonderful time today. Put butterflies inside of my suitcase gardening? Yeah, you, you, so you put some oh. screening so they don't so you escape from the rest of the house. And, and then I can keep the water turning so I can hear the water, too? Oh, yeah, and the butterflies uh. love to drink the water with those curly tongues. I put tongues my canary there. cage next to it? <laughs> I mean, and, you know, little kids, they bring oh. in animals, and they say, you know, get it, let it go, let it go, because it's going to die, but if you put it in one of these gardens, you can watch it live. So it, it's, just re- it's just really endless. It's just... You know, it's, a, it's the original recipe, you know, just a garden. I lo- I, Todd, I love butterflies. Okay, now um, I'm going to zero in here. So you open it up. You've got kind of like a tub uh, base to it. You, there's arches of these, uh, these uh, what do you call those things that go up? Yeah, they like arches. They're kind of like handles on a basket. Handles, you're calling them handles, but they go up like yeah, an arch. Yeah, because if you carry it around, you can you can do it like that too. If you, you know, take out the water and just carry it around. That's what I do when I do talks at schools and you know. But down at the base tub. of this tub is the water. There's water in there. Yep, there's water in the bottom, and then they have. And then two, you have a tray where you put your soil. Right, I have, I have two trays that are above the water, and so the water drains down into the wa- underneath the reservoir, where you can have also have fish growing and you know. Uh, <laughs> Pr- now I can have my fish. And plants, you know, lotuses and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, I am so sorry. I'm in heaven with you. <laughs> this is wonderful. <laughs> I love butterflies, and um, I love the water moving. Um, I like to see the soil. I like to smell the soil damp. I like to hear the water. And so... <laughs> And, uh, and really I am beautiful. so sorry. I, I keep I'm 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 in heaven. So you just made my day. I'm not as tired right now. I'm having a wonderful time. Could you stay for a few more hours? Good, good. But, <laughs> I'm having you back. But anyway, and I keep forgetting, Todd. I always do with this show, listeners. I always forget I'm on Radio Talk Worldwide. So my personality is no different than you hear all the time. Anyway, Todd. I can hard, tell us about your site. How do we find you? Well, I'm at you know Solar Toad at Hotmail is my email. Okay. And I'm just north of the city here in Hartford, and I'm you know, I'm in the phone book, and uh, people come visit here on the uh, tourism bureau. People come by for tours, and I talk about the you know the origins of life and. You know why do we eat the way we do? And oh my goodness! And it, and it, it's wonderful because I get people from all over the world, and everyone teaches me something as as much as I teach them. You know, I was a guest at at at, um, um, at one of your schools there in Upper New York on the Hudson, and um, I the children. I have to share this with you, Todd, before we leave. Um, I was asked to come and speak about water a year ago, spring. They were taking their spring break, but when they came back, they were going to talk about water and how important it is to the world and the planet. So I went up to the Blue Mountain School, uh, middle school, and uh, the faculty member, Donna, met me at the train, and I was so excited, and, and they were going to give me an hour. And when I got to the school, I was they had like a... a um, uh, the uh, the seating was all um, uh, theatrical seating. Uh, it wasn't flat, uh, like a classroom. It was, uh, I forget what they call that. So I said, I'm not going to stand on stage. I'm going to stand on the floor, and I need two f- mics. 
and they had the faculty come in because they were really worried about these middle school kids being bored. Uh, they were not bored. It lasted no. half an hour longer. Um, I, I took them to who they are as a person. And they, I wanted them to know that they're 80 to 90% water. They're born from water. They come to this earth to live. And how important they are to each other, to themselves, and who we are living here. You're teaching us today, and, 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 and world, I want you to hear this. I want you to go to www.ctgreenscene.com, and then your other one was what? You, I don't have that written down. Your well, other website. Solar Toad at Hotmail, that's my email. At solar, S-O-L-A-R, toad.com. At Hotmail. At Hotmail. And learn more from Todd, and I'm going to have you on. You and I talked about this. I'm, I, I'm sorry I took an hour of your time today, uh, Todd, no which problem. is a long time for your busy day. I'm happy. But I would like to have you on about 15 to 20 minutes at a time every once in a while when I can steal you from what you're doing. And we're going to teach the world who they are, what they need to do to have a greenhouse in the home in the summer and their own lives. And you will teach people. Like I said, Todd, research is going on all over the world with the tear film research. Uh, they're learning more about uh, what is happening with the eyes depletion. And they do expect by 2030 in that era about 35 million people to go blind. If we eat correctly and we learn how to teach what you have to teach us, maybe we can start backing that up. And let's go to the children of the world and let's start saving those 5,000 children a day. I'm starting, Todd, what's called a 4,000 um, membership club. A 4,000 friend, Friends Club. And I want the 4,000 Friendship Club, this radio show, you, Todd, to join us. We're going to save those 5,000 children a day that don't have water with those tube wells. But we're going to go in and start talking about what nutrition really is about, thanks to you, Todd, and others like you. Well, well if we have the, the perfect foods available to us, we'd love to eat that. We only eat this other stuff because it's all we got. Well, yes, but we also find eating as an entertainment. We, it? It's like if I go to a Wendy's with my husband and I have a salad, I'm sitting there with a salad that I don't even know where it came from. And then, but we're learning, and it seems like that we're all wanting to, and, and our businesses are trying to teach us. Um, like Mayor uh, Bloomberg there in New York is saying, let's educate everybody. Uh, it's not that we're coming against you, everybody's wants, and, and, and let's say cheating and, and exciting moments to taste something so sweet and so fried. But let's start thinking about what makes life go around and be healthier, and maybe, Todd, that will become vulnerable to the children. Okay. And they'll start eating things from your greenhouse. And, well, I, I, oh, and they may want to have in their home, in their, in their room, a, a little garden, so when they come home they can nurture from their own little garden in their room. That's my most precious moments when people realize that this is good for me and it tastes great. And it tastes sweet when it's fresh. And crunchy and juicy. And, and Oh, yeah. And I love, we all love crunchy things, obviously, because the, the fast food business and the chip business does well. <laughs> well, they, they're pushing our buttons in a, in a false kind of crunchiness. Well, and it's our fault for letting them do it. I mean, it's not that I, we let them do it. It's our fault because we want to entertain that taste. Well, you, you try to bite into a fresh apple. It just snaps and squirts all over you. Yeah, different season. Well, I want to thank you for joining us. And I will you, I'm going to put you on the spot. Will you do this again? Absolutely. You, wonderful. You have a very special day. You've got, you're a very special person. 
I want to thank you. So are you, Sharon. Thank you. And, and be well. But you too. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, my goal is the 4,000 Friendship Club. And I believe that we're going to join, reach out there and learn more about the healthier eye. I don't want to hear about those 35,000 people being blind. Let's see what we could do to help them. And then also the 5,000 children a day around the world that are dying because they don't have water. Let's do something about it with maybe the tube wells that are out there. Uh, they're running around the world. The kids are raising $1,000 a piece for tube wells. The other one is what you're eating and what you're drinking. You be sure to drink eight to ten glasses of water a day. It's vital to you personally, and don't joke about it. And I was talking to a very well-known doctor that I'm going to have on the show that's a leading doctor in nutrition and eye research. He said they believe it's all coming down to common sense, too much sugar. So stop and think about that. Let's join together what Earth Secrets are all about. Listen closely to yourself and embrace yourself, who you are and how you feel. But Earth does have a whisper, and I truly believe this. I say this in sincerity. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Leave that footprint, because if you're joining the rest of us in the soil of this Earth and the faith that it offers, you'll leave something behind that is very special. And, and maybe that'll be water first, nutrition, and who you are, your legacy. I want to thank you for listening. You have a nice day, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.